Hello, dear listeners. Melissa here. As you probably have noticed by now, our regular Thursday posting schedule has not lately been all that regular. We have been posting one or two days late, or on a few occasions, just skipping a week. We apologize for that, but the fact of the matter is that Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome takes longer to edit than it used to, and I have been struggling to have enough hours in the week to get the audio in shape. For this reason, Wendy and I have decided to move our posting schedule to every other Thursday, because that time deficit won't go away anytime soon. This way, we can continue bringing you a regular dose of eclectic mayhem while maintaining our sanity and health. But don't worry, we will still do daily podcasts from Fantastic Fest in late September. In better news, if you are attending Convergence next week, we will be recording live on the evening of Friday, July 1st at 10 p.m. We will be in the Adina Room with special guest Greg Weissman, co-creator of Disney's Gargoyles and producer of the animated TV series Young Justice. We will link to the event in the show notes. If you are there, please stop by and say hi. So that's enough administrivia. We now give you an episode we recorded in beautiful New Orleans. Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kirscher and Wendy Bowlesby. Listeners to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Melissa, and I'm here as always, actually in person for once, with Wendy! Yay! Yay! And it's kind of extra echoey in the studios because we are actually not in a studio. We are in a hotel room in New Orleans. Yes! <laughs> in Louisiana with two of our friends from Mississippi. We have Jessica. Hello. And we have Lisa. Hi. And and they are our lovely friends from Buttonumathon, and we all converged upon New Orleans this weekend. And we're uh caught, we have dubbed it Boozney Land. <laughs> and we are having our way with the city. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is a Sunday morning. It's glorious. We uh, we don't really have hangovers, which means that we need to work on this. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got one more day. We do have one more day. Yeah. <laughs> Although I feel really successful in that I haven't had a hangover. I have achieved drunk. I have achieved a pleasant level of tipsy drunk. Yeah. But I have not had to wake up sad. Yeah, and and you indeed did drink a hand grenade. <laughs> yes, she did. Yes, she did. And and I had a drink that came with pool toys. Yes, I a, a, a drink with plural toys. There there was an alligator and a shark. And when I say there was a shark, it's a, it's like a nine inch shark <laughs> that I got to shake at people like a talking stick. <laughs> it, it, it's a magical place. It's boozy land. <laughs> you were so happy with that shark. I was. I really she, was she really was just shaking it, and then she's like, "Toys are my patronus. <laughs> Drink toys are my patronus. It was oh, oh, that was a fun walk, and that was 
And I was holding the hand grenade when a parade went by because it's New Orleans. and A wedding parade. A wedding parade. And somebody in the parade walks by and goes, shit, that girl's got a hand grenade. You go, girl. (laughs) 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 All right. So So, so Lisa and Jessica are nurses. (laughs) So I feel like Wendy and I prepared well. (laughs) (laughs) We can stop the bleeding. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. No peak pressure. Good times, good times. We are actually recording in the morning, so we are not drinking anything except for coffee, juice, water, etc. But I feel like just being in New Orleans, there's a contact buzz listener, so it's the same vibe you're used to. I think we still got buzz from the powdered sugar and the beignets. Oh, yeah. yeah. But just being around each other, I think our energy is so good. (laughs) I think so, I think so. (laughs) Um, Um, I have front loaded on electrolytes, so I did have a V8 this morning. Yeah. I heard a pop a pop top and I'm like, they've got beer out there? <laughs> oh, if we did, we'd let you know. What's <laughs> like, wait, what was that? There, there is one bottle of lining kugels in the fridge. It's like, what is Wisconsin doing here? Jesus. <laughs> but apparently lining kugels has moved down to Louisiana now because we saw an ad before. It's the very movie. popular in Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Awesome. Oh, for Wisconsin. Yeah. This is what happens when you travel. You learn things. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, speaking of, like like I said, we saw an ad before the movie. This is going to be our uh, subject for this episode because we went to see during the, the hottest parts of the afternoon yesterday because we were all horribly sunburned. It's like, we need to get out of the sun. We went to see the nice guys. Yeah. Yes. yes. Because so good. we are all Shane Black fans and therefore we had to see it on opening weekend. So, mm-hmm. oh, Shane Black. Yay. Yes. So we- Happy. <laughs> Happy. So, dear listeners, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that Wendy and I are unabashed Shane Black fans, and also, you know, Jessica and Lisa are also unabashed Shane Black fans, and, you know, when Wendy has often wrapped, wept, 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 sodically. <laughs> We're back to that again. <laughs> the it is impossible to say drunk or sober. <laughs> that's, just, that's just a me thing. It's like an al- aluminum. Wax. Al- aluminum. No, because I couldn't say it. Waxed. Rhapsodic. Wax wax rhapsodic. Was 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 very enthusiastic about <laughs> Iron Man 3. Yes. 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 And mm. and we are both fans of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Long Kiss Goodnight and all this fun stuff. So we can uh, I figured we could do just like a brief roll-up of what Shane Black has done up to date. Perhaps Next somehow to- you didn't understand. Yeah. His awesomeness. You've, right. you've missed that all those films you love are Shane Black films. Yes. And then and then we can go into our experience with the nice guys, which which we did like very much. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. So Shane Black uh, was the writer who gave us Lethal Weapon. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. Very important. I, I think we often forget how great Lethal, Lethal Weapon was. Oh, yes. Lethal Weapon was a game changer yeah it defined buddy cop comedy yeah and except that it had some meat on it i mean you remember the ladle ladle the later lethal weapons and they got they went more towards comedy but that first one had a lot of pathos Mm -hmm. so and mel was doing his crazy eyes still and that was also when we got our first glimpse of his ass do we all remember that oh goodness yeah yes that was formative glorious 80s hair oh yeah 
delicious. Yeah, Mel Gibson with the mane of hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Danny Glover, all, yeah. also wonderful. Also very wonderful. Yes, it's true. Yes. And uh, same year was Monster Squad. Yes. Which was also written by Shane Black. Did I know that? I don't know if you did. I was when I just looked that up, I was like, you've got to be kidding oh, me. Are you fucking kidding? I, I think Wendy's head just exploded a little, which is yes. hard to notice because her hair is bright pink at the moment. <laughs> but, but yeah, uh, Monster Squad, uh, directed by Fred Decker, but written by Shane Black. Oh, and that and it explains so much, oh, doesn't it? Yes, right? yes. That's, that's my childhood right there. Yeah. I mean, I was 12 years old when it came out, and it was the most amazing thing. Mm. It had cuss words, you know. It's <laughs> 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 got nards. It's <laughs> got nards. It's <laughs> got nards. I mean, all that kind of stuff. Oh, yes. That is my childhood right there. I, You know, I got to meet the star. And, and you, you two fell in with each other because you are the same size. <laughs> He's a very tiny man. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> one of the kids in from Monster Squad attended Fantastic Fest last year, and he and Wendy are the same size. It was, Andre it was amazing. Yeah, Andre. Yes. Andre yeah. He's cute as a button. He's, he still is. He's like bite size. He's like he's, he's a sample size. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I might have been willing to you know do some things, but I'm a happily married woman. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you're adorable. <laughs> so uh also Lethal Weapon 2 he uh he wrote the story. Uh he wasn't he didn't do the full screenplay but you know he was involved in the process and also with Last Boy Scout he wrote the story. I still haven't seen that. Yeah, neither have I. It's Tony I Scott though. We I feel like we watched should. that. I saw that in the theater. I know it. I I I know that it I know that it is good. I just some mm, I need to watch that. All right, Lisa Rucker, I will watch that. Okay, good. Lisa, what do you have to say about The Last Boy Scout? I I don't think I've seen it all the way through since I saw it in the theater. I've seen little bits and pieces of it on TV, but I really need to sit down and watch that again. Mm -hmm. I I remember liking it a lot, going, why does everybody hate this movie? Because there was a little bit of a backlash against that. I remember that, yeah. But it, and but I, and think, I think it was one of those things, oh, I'm, you know, it costs so much money. And, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, but it's it's a fun movie. I, I, I didn't get it, but it seems like there's a lot of love for it now. I need to sit down and watch it again. I feel like it came out at a time when there was kind of a little bit of a backlash between uh, against Bruce Willis. Uh, like, yeah. we got oversaturated with Bruce Willisness. Oh, yeah. That's, at and, one point in history. And, and that's when... Smaller, kind of, not that big 80s. Oh, yeah. Gangbuster soundtrack, you know, thing. And I, I think it was just the turning tide, too. Yeah, that's probably about right. Because yeah. that would have been mid 90s. Oh, yeah, going into yeah. the yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Tarantino had hit. Yeah. And, yeah, that Pulp and, Fiction era. And, yeah, yeah. Now we want art. Yeah. Hey, that was that was no, awesome but no, I'm not time. saying it wasn't art. I, I, but just that whole thing. No, this is what we want now. We don't like that. <laughs> Tired of that Bruce Willis guy. <laughs> and, then, and then here, fiction. and then you know Tarantino starts casting Bruce Willis. Okay, so then after that we have uh, Last Action Hero, which Shane Black wrote, which is which, a delight. Which that still. Nope, it flies way under the radar. Oh yeah. god, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh that that was uh that was a horrendous flop. When oh it came god, out. yeah. Because yeah. uh, uh, there was no way to market it well. So the people who went, oh Arnold Schwarzenegger, Big Boom, John McTiernan yeah. directed. What the fuck is this shit? And the people who would have enjoyed that movie were like, oh Schwarzenegger, John McTiernan. I don't. Uh. Yeah. And and so it it just had. 
no way to find its audience until it hits video and then it got handed around to all the right people. If you've never seen it, listeners, it's very meta. Oh, it's so very meta. meta action film. Like, literally, Schwarzenegger is playing an action movie star. And I'm not giving away huge amounts because the joy is in the execution. A kid gets to go into his favorite movie, which is a Schwarzenegger action movie. Yeah, Schwarzenegger is not playing a star. He is playing an action movie character. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so literally the kid's in the movie and Schwarzenegger is playing out the tropes of the movie. And it, it's it's glorious. And the kid's trying to prove it's a movie. I love He's like, it's a movie. No, this is real. Okay, then how is it possible everybody's phone number begins with 555? <laughs> there are way more people in, in Los Angeles than that. Oh. Area codes. <laughs> it was just like, God damn, damn it. Why is there a ninja in the closet? There's always a ninja in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> but soon after that, we had a good a Long Kiss Goodnight, which is a delight. Yes. My favorite. Yes. Uh, dear listeners, Wendy and I went in depth on that one during one of our Xanacin weekends where she showed it to me for the first time, and I'll link that in the show notes. Yes. So he, you can hear a whole Melissa had not thing. seen it! I know! I know, it's glorious, it's wonderful. Don't, 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 don't put my keys in my pocket. Best Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, so good. You saw her boobs. That was so neat. <laughs> <laughs> so that one was directed by Rennie Harlan, but, you know, written by Shane Black. And then, finally, there was this long gap. And then, finally, we got Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which was written and directed by Mr. Shane Black. And, of course, we adore that around here. That was it's- when I, like, Shane, Shane Black as Shane Black, like, I'm like, Who's this Shane Black guy? And then went back and was like, oh. Yeah. Oh, he's been doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, BT Dubs. I just watched Predator again. And uh, Shane Black is an actor in that. Yes. Listeners, you may not know this, that occasionally he's on screen. So if you ever wondered what he looks like in a Schwarzenegger <laughs> alien action film, go watch Predator and you can see that. And, and I presume that's where he uh, wound up meeting John McTiernan because McTiernan directed Predator. And and also, like, uh, Fred Decker, who directed Monster Squad, was the guy who made Night of the Creeps, and Shane Black was in Night of the Creeps. Yes, he was. So there, there's all this lovely, you know, patterning <laughs> going through his career. It's like, met this guy, let's direct a thing with him. And, you know, it just... Oh, kinda, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is so good. It's so good. It's, Which, it's of course, more... um, was the start of his relationship with Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. And was really the film where Robert Downey Jr. proved he was reliable again. Yes. yes. And yeah. so we have, we have Kiss Kiss Bang Bang to thank for the entire MCU. Honest to God. Yeah. yeah. And, and Shane Black, of course, then came back and did Iron Man 3, you know, written and directed. Which is my favorite Iron Man film. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And uh, then he did a little TV movie, which I have not seen, called Edge. I uh, haven't in seen that It's a Western. Um, it was, uh, it's like an hour long. I feel like I need to track it down. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But then, this year, finally... The nice guys. Yeah. Oh, the movie I needed right now. Yes, <laughs> and, and it was it was everything we needed yesterday, it, up to and including the air conditioning and being out of the sunshine. Well, can we give it up for that theater? Like, you, this was another theater. We're here in New Orleans, but it's it's in the same wheelhouse as an Alamo Draft House, and that you mm-hmm. can order 
proper food and drinks from, and a server comes and takes your order and leaves them. Mm-hmm. Server's not as good as Alamo Draft. Oh, oh they are not as good. No, and the, well, the entire the side hey. leaning over the rail is not serving. <laughs> well, and also the way they have to serve by literally walking in front of the movie. I'm like, okay, you've got a lot going for you here, but you failed on certain fronts. Yeah. No and, stadium and, seating. And to order things, you have to actually talk to them rather than just give them a slip of paper and they go, Meh, mm-hmm. you know, not at you. And if they need no other clarification gone like ninjas yeah, into the so no, but they had a lovely drinks menu yes, yes they so did so Melissa and I had some cocktails yep while we were sitting in the dark and the cold watching the nice guys and these very plush little seats they were nice. very comfy right? I, I do approve of their seats the seats yes. were they, awesome they had like armchair seats mm-hmm. they, they were very very and, nice and the table that sort of swung out in front of you mm-hmm. was nice so mm-hmm. it was it was kind of like being in grade school again you got the little thing that swings out and then you can write on it but uh, I also appreciated that they was a button to call the server. Yeah, I, right. I just generally approve of buttons on anything. Sure. Anything I can push that lights up, that is a delightful thing. It's like, yes! Unless the server does not turn the button off. Yeah. Oh. And then no. they lean over and they're like, he'd already been served. They're like, well, could you turn the button off? I'm like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, my one yeah. complaint about, well, yeah, the service a complaint was not I bad. have about the Alamo sometimes is like, about halfway through the movie, they stop paying attention. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, um, yeah. I would, mm, yeah, a call button would be lovely. A call button would be lovely, yes. although a little... <laughs> There's part of me that's like, I would like to call for a person. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little, huh, well, but then again. Yeah. Serve me! Serve me! <laughs> so, but let's talk about the nice let's talk. Let's talk about the movie. So. so the first thing that really struck me was it started off with Papa Was a Rolling Stone. <laughs> the soundtrack, that just started, that was the gateway into one of the... Best soundtracks. I oh, love seventies. Yeah. Music. Oh, seventies. I love that little, funk. you know, funky yeah. bass and. Yeah. Well, yeah. Melissa knows because when we watched uh, Santiago Violente yes. at Butnamathon and that that very same seventies funky vibe mm-hmm. bass came up, I'm like, I am already on board for this film. <laughs> yes, yeah. And the nice guys, you know. In the dark, before the you know any visuals have even popped up, you start getting this little bass funk coming out. I'm like, oh yeah, it had the old Warner uh-huh. Brothers. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah uh-huh. it did like the '70s Warner Brothers. Logo. <laughs> yeah, this this movie is unabashedly '70s. It is set in 1978. It is a period piece, which you you can tell Shane Black's just got a hard on for the style of this movie mm-hmm. because it is. Full on seventies, up to and including the smog in Los Angeles. The air is gray. <laughs> yeah, like they they make it look like that, and hell, it's even a plot point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and it's not just the. I remember all these great things about the seventies. It's all the shitty things about the seventies yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it was just glorious. Wonderful. <laughs> um, it is a noir. Mm-hmm. It's a very bright noir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like a daytime noir. This is <laughs> the thing I kept thinking of was this is Russell Crowe doing LA Confidential as a comedy. Yes. And yeah. he is he is kind of playing the same character because he's a heavy. Mm-hmm. But he's he's kind of this delightful, friendly, dangerous man. <laughs> he wants to be doing yeah. good things, but he's got a gift. He's got a gift, and and it's being a thug. <laughs> and he's not that bright. He has a code. He does have a code. Yeah. He has a moral code. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the thing is, like I said this yesterday, not, both Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe are not all that bright, but they're oh, but they're a little bit dumb in different ways. And in most cases, it's it's mostly ignorance, but it's a little bit 
kind of not paying attention. So it's that level of dumb of just, you're not stupid. You're just kind of missing, you're, you're, you're missing key information maybe sometimes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Munich's, they're called. <laughs> <laughs> and then Russell Crowe is like, no, Munich's is city in Berlin and then pronounces it in the German way. <laughs> and I'm like, so Russell Crowe has random bits of knowledge like that. He has that word a day calendar. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> day calendar. That's very important. <laughs> and the flashback to him just spitting on his wife. <laughs> With equanimity. I'm sleeping with your dad. (laughs) (laughs) You spit all over Lisa Rucker. Oh Uh, Oh, yeah. It 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 is delightfully funny. Oh yeah. I I don't know if this is my favorite chain black film. I, I think I still love Kiss Kiss Bang Bang more, but there are so many things to love about this movie. And, oh, and, yeah. And one of the things I really like about Jane Black movies is how they kind of disassemble tropes. And they just, it's like, here's a very clear trope we're going to set up. And they're like, oh, we're going to go in this direction now. And uh, there's, I, I want to kind of keep major spoilers to the end so listeners can listen to a certain point and not, you know, get horribly spoiled. But there's a very, very early scene. Like, this is part of, Ryan Gosling's introduction early in the movie where he he wraps a, a towel around his hand and he's about to punch through a window. I saw it coming. I saw it coming. Yeah. I was nervous. I just know. It's like, he's going to nick an artery. Oh, yeah. there we go. Yeah. And the thing is, whenever you see that in a movie, you know, it's like, punch the window and the scene goes on. But no, Ryan Gosling punches through the window and there's a blood. And he's like, oh, Oh, that! Oh, that's a lot of blood. And like screaming, arches <laughs> <laughs> all over. We're just like, it does, yeah. yeah. There we go. That's UMCER on on a Saturday night. <laughs> and and Wendy and I are sitting one row behind Jessica and Lisa, and they are just howling, <laughs> and we're howling at them howling <laughs> because the nurses think this is hilarious. Look at that man bleeding out. That's hilarious. Now, what did, what did you call it? No, no peak, peak pressure. pressure. No peak pressure. Please explain so, no peak no pressure. No peak pressure when you uh, access an artery. There's always access. When you access an artery, there's always a chance, you know, uh, it will keep, continue to bleed. So you have to hold pressure for three to five minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's called no peak pressure because you don't take your pressure off to look at the site. Because if you do, it's going to... You know, so you have no peak pressure. It's the one thing you teach all the new nurses. No peak pressure. Don't lift that gauze. Don't peak. No peak <laughs> pressure. Everyone wants to look. They want to look. Stop, stop. 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 You know, there's a timer on the, on the screen. Hit the timer. When it says three minutes, then you can kind of gently lift. But yeah, no big pressure. Because <laughs> he's just kind of sitting there and it's just like going everywhere and you're like, bless his heart. You have to understand, we've been getting lessons on how to be Southern. <laughs> Lisa, all we can, like the proper uses of bless his heart. 
Bless your heart. It can be sincere. It can be a little bit condescending, but it is always because something sad is just happening. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. It, it, it's kind of akin to the Minnesotan, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, aren't you? No. Well, she's sweet. She's just so nice. <laughs> she's, she's sweet, but she can't help it. Bless her heart. <laughs> I've also learned that Lisa is Lisa Rucker, which is why yeah. you hear me referring to her constantly by her first and last name. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was good times. Good times. Uh, so, um, oh, yeah. listeners, a basic rundown of the plot is uh, you've got Ryan Gosling, who is an actual private investigator, and you've got Russell Crowe, who's literally just a thug for hire. If you just... Like, word of mouth gets around, and you pay him, he will go... Sorry. He will go beat somebody up for you. And there is the person, Amelia, hires Russell Crowe to go beat up Ryan Gosling, who's been looking for her because he's been paid to find her for other reasons that are extraneous. Mm -hmm. And so that's where it begins, is Ryan Gosling is supposed to be looking for Amelia, Russell Crowe, on Amelia's orders, goes beats him and says, stop looking for Amelia. But then Russell Crowe, through other things, is like, wait, I need to find this Amelia. Something's going on. So then he goes back to Ryan Gosling. <laughs> After he's done, like, all these things, like, that, I had to put my fingers in my ear at one point because okay. I can't hear bones. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will never be an orthopedic nurse. <laughs> I, I love how that... that- that scene plays out though. Right. And, and, and when you go to the, when and, you go to the doctor, tell him you have a spiral fracture. <laughs> and, and Grant Castle's like, no, 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 no. Ah! His <laughs> scream is delightful. That whole and, scene is almost cartoon-like. Yeah. You know? Well, well, here's the thing. Um, Russell Crowe is basically playing. A comedy version of his L.A. Confidential character, and Ryan Gosling is drunken master. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> he he's playing the buffoon, and he's he's playing it fairly broad in a lot of places. Yeah. Especially there is there's one point later in the film where he's literally doing a Three Stooges bit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, and 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 for some reason it it does mesh together. So, but but it's like two different kinds of incompetency. Mm-hmm. But, uh, they, that, but they that coming of, together, they kind of make a little bit of smart, a little bit of smart. That that Venn diagram yes. coming together, there's that that little, little sliver is like a little bit of smart, right in the middle. My incompetence plus incompetence equals a little bit of competence. Right, that right where it meets. I don't they, know what that says about society today, but. <laughs> exactly. When he's on the floor, he's like, give me your arm. No, 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 no. Because no. he's still got the bandage from the arterial. Just say arm. Give me your left arm. No, 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 no. And then for the rest of the movie, he's got his his jacket <laughs> and shirt split up like he's taking jackets. Because it's the 70s, so you still got to wear your, your, your blazer, your yeah. jacket with your suit. Oh, God. It it is funny. Their interactions are very, very funny. And, uh, yeah, the the rest of the movie around it is is delightful, too. I mean, one of the the hallmarks of Shane Black recently is he's pretty good with female characters. Yeah. And and it's, it's clear he's very conscious about 
getting female characters into his movies. And so there are side characters, uh, Ryan Gosling's daughter, who oh, young teen yeah. is terrific. And, and uh, thank goodness for young teens who actually act like young teens. I mean, she's as smart as a whip, but, you know, she still acts like a kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amelia is kind of a hoot. Uh, <laughs> you know, you learn a little bit more about her. But, you know, there, there are other other uh, female characters who come in later, and I don't want to, you know, spoil the movie, so we can talk about them later. And, yeah, it's... You feel like, okay, so there's been this um, news item that's been handed around within the last week or so about how Shane Black wanted the main bad in Iron Man 3 to be a woman. Yes. Yeah. And he wasn't allowed to do that because uh, toy companies said you can't do that because we can't sell female action figures, which is bullshit. Like, how many uh, action figures of um, Guy Pierce did they sell from Iron Man 3? Yeah. Also, you can't find a Ray figure. It, yeah. Because when you can find a Ray figure, it gets bought. It gets bought. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel like Nice Guys is like. There's no toy companies to contend with. <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's see how many female characters I can throw at the screen. And uh, so, yeah, it's still a movie led by Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling, but it's interesting all the characters that form around them. Yeah, yeah, all of the characters around them are female. Yeah, very nearly all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I can't think off the top of my head of a male secondary character. Well, there's the hitman. The two hitman. The two hitman. Yeah. And then three John hitman. Boy. There are three Then John Boy. Yeah. The yeah. Doctor. Yeah. Doctor. <laughs> doctor. Doctor. <laughs> okay. We've been playing it quite. Is there any more that we can say without going full on into the movie? Probably not. Let's just go ahead and okay. spoiler. Spoiler, 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 spoiler. Okay, guys. Go see the movie. It's a lot of fun. We're going into spoiler land. So... Oh, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> yeah. The black beat-em-up guy. Yeah. David Keith, right? Yeah. yeah. That was David Keith, right? Yeah. That was His David voice Keith. is unmistakable. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But I kept getting distracted by Purple Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Purple Man. <laughs> God, I love Don't open the bag. Too. Don't open the bag. <laughs> I told you not to open the bag. <laughs> you know that doesn't wash off. <laughs> said because he's just not being professional. Like, come in here, beat me up, rifle the place up, that's fine, but now you're throwing my fish at me. What is it that you think, what is that going to accomplish? Now you've pissed me off. <laughs> now you've pissed me off. Now it's personal. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. And I love... And I, and I do love John Boy, too, because oh. I love how that plays out. You know, this, the, oh. the doctor, quote, doctor walks in. And the two teenage girls, I love how they're trying to signal each other. <laughs> the daughter like, totally gets it. She's yeah. like, daughter misses it. And and the friend is like, what was that actor who, <laughs> yeah. in the, on the Waltons? And she's hockey puck on his face. With the hockey puck, puck on, on his face. face. And she's like, like Oh. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that was a good scene. And the daughter's, daughter's pretty smart. Mm-hmm. Although mm-hmm. pretty stupid, too. I like... Well, cookie. she's a kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that um, she ends up in trouble uh-huh. in one scene, and that, thank you, Shane Black, you took it in a different direction instead yeah. of the usual 
child endangerment tropes. Yeah. That, oh, she's in trouble. What's going to happen? Oh, my God. And it's going to become a whole thing. And then, you know, dad, oh, no. Oh, oh, well, that's been handled very effectively. Okay, we're moving on. Yeah. Well, once again, we saw the same thing in Iron Man three, like with the with the kid, and the, you yeah. know, you've got the the kid character who helps support the plot in mm. interesting ways. It was the same ways. kid that was in the beginning of this movie. That little kid's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. World. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. car. Yeah, loving. Yeah. loving. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Although, did you want to oh, see my dick? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my word, that kid. I, I did love, you know, going back to the, the kids, the, the opening scene with the car crash and the porn actress mm-hmm. splayed out dying. Uh, yeah. I love that moment of, that, that turnaround of, you know, the kid looking at the the porn there mag, magazine. And there she is in the magazine. And the car crashes to the house, which is, Beautiful, by the way. Oh, I mean, yeah. That 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 the setup of that scene where he walks by the window, you see the car go off the road and then into and through the house completely, and he runs out. But then there's the actual actress laid out dying in the same pose in the mm-hmm. magazine, and his reaction after she dies is to cover her up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was a nice moment. Yeah, it's just like you deserve. The, some dignity here. Mm-hmm. Bless his heart. Yeah. Bless his heart. <laughs> <laughs> that was a real sincere one. The, the real one. That was just, yeah, that's a good point, though, yeah. because considering that one of the plot points refers to adult films, uh-huh. they're really, it really didn't get too sleazy. Yeah. I mean, even, even that opening shot, it they had it, and then they didn't stay on it the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and even later... You know, you you hear them watching the film, yeah. But a lesser person would have like had cutaways and would have been more graphic and, and a lot more boobs, yeah. Because you can put boobs all over, you put boobs everywhere. Mm-hmm. But no, I yeah, you're right. I hadn't even thought about it, but that was very. Yes, she's naked. We're going to move on. Um, mm-hmm. Not it didn't. I didn't feel like I was having to endure the male gaze. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially like it's one thing like when it's a photo spread but it's another thing when she's dying yeah. do we really need to see that she's naked naked mm-hmm. naked like mm-hmm. oh nope she's naked but then we'll and and there's a i mean it's part of the plot point yes. that she, I she mean, is she is naked so we do have to have the shot establishing that she's naked yeah right i mean i'm fine with her being naked while she dies and i'm fine with the camera shot letting you know she's naked because that's I mean, yeah, I mean, it's part of establishing who she is. We don't linger on her nakedness while she dies. Yeah, yeah. But but also, I mean, as part of the larger plot, her being involved in that whole whole pornography thing. Yeah. You have to very clearly tell the audience immediately, same person. Mm -hmm. Same Mm -hmm. person. Maybe you missed that. (laughs) I I also kind of like the, I mean, this is something I haven't quite hashed out fully in my brain, but it was the portraying, you know, 70s pornography, the, the business is being sleazy. But part of the plot point is that Amelia is trying to use the pornography industry to get her point out about something very real. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it, it's shown that she is 
kind of stuck on this <laughs> this goal and and uh, therefore misses a lot of other things going around her, mm. which ultimately is her downfall. Fascist! Just because you're right about one thing doesn't mean you're right about all of them. Yeah, yeah. And and so she's got this, this spot blindness, which leads to her downfall. But it's interesting that pornography isn't necessarily judged in the film just so it can be used as a plot point to do something real and try and... Uh, you know, undermine this much larger plot. In fact, yeah. the pornography isn't even yeah. really discussed as any like, oh, pornography. Ooh, oh, it's so sleazy. Ooh, it's just, it's just, oh, porn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I, well, yeah, I also, yeah, <laughs> but I also kind of like. It's like, oh, it's porn. It's just around. It's mm-hmm. okay. You I mean know, that. I mean it's part of part of it. We all know it's there. I mean part of it's. Um, Part of why, you know, everybody is after Amelia, you know, at least the cover is that the mother doesn't want her involved in porn. But there's more to it than that, of course. But yeah, the the circles of that are very interesting. And like I said, I haven't quite hashed out how that all fits together in my head yet. Yeah. Like on a societal level. Well, but it, <laughs> oh no, Melissa's getting deep and getting confused. Well, okay, but, great. but I mean, that's what I kind of <laughs> like is I kind of like that Shane Black didn't take the opportunity to paint it because there are a ton mm-hmm. of different ways you could do it. Just like the party scene, yeah, could have yeah. been a lot more prurient, right? right? Uh, there were a lot of things he could have done to paint a paint with a brush that was a lot more porn bad. Yeah. And he's just like, no, just porn. Yeah. I leave you to have whatever opinion you want about mm-hmm. it, but I just need you to know that it's porn so we can move on with the plot. Mm-hmm. Which I really appreciated because mm-hmm. it's a very complicated issue. It is. It is. And and this is not the movie to unravel that issue. Yeah, this, it's yeah. not the yeah. point of the movie. And instead At of, all. like, you can't tell every story in every movie. And I get so frustrated with you know, S- SJWs or all the, you know, people who have the right impulse, you know, that movies say things and they should be saying the right things. It's like, yes, but you can't say every right thing in every movie. And sometimes to get to, if you want to focus on the movie you're actually making, you need to just let this one over here slide. Yeah. Just. Yeah. There, there, two hours is a very short amount of time to tell an epic story, you know? Yes. Just <laughs> so. let it go. It'll be over there. It'll be there waiting yeah, for you. There, there's another movie for that. Yeah. Yeah. We can. This wasn't a movie to have a great big commentary about porn. Yeah. So we're just not gonna. And I mean, likewise, it's not the the big movie to uh, talk about climate change or anything of that. Yeah. <laughs> because, no. Because, but I mean, it is an angle where a lot of things happening in the plot are all about the. Detroit is poisoning our air, and you know birds are dying, killer bees coming up. <laughs> I mean, it's all this crazy emo- uh, environmental shit that was happening in the seventies because we really were being horrible to the earth, and things have improved so much since then. We really forget how you know you'd roll into Los Angeles. You couldn't breathe. You were advised to not exercise because you couldn't breathe the air. I I remember going to New York when I was a kid and having sore throat for weeks just because the air was so bad. I can remember going to the Los Angeles area when I was a kid, and you can can see the air. Like, is that that clouds? Yeah. No, that's smog. Yeah. Or, or rolling into Denver and Denver being just awful because you'd, you'd roll over the the, mount, the hills into Denver and Denver's in a basin so all the hills around it just trap the, the smog and you could just see the line of gray hanging mm-hmm. over the city 
And all most of that stuff is cleared up because, you know, we, we've had Clean Air Act and, you know, car emissions regulations and all that. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've done good things. Of course, yeah. there's the moment at the end where she she says, you know, the, you know, the big three will never go away. They will always be in charge, blah, 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 blah. And it's like... You can't take down Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, on the one hand, you're not wrong, but on the other hand, you're incredibly wrong. Yeah. You're, because... You're, you're wrong about what brought them down, but... I mean, but it's that whole thing of like, well, the big three have been, they are gutted now, yeah. but what has replaced them, it's still corporate power. Oh, right? absolutely. Right. You know, whatever big business is in charge is the one who still gets to always be in charge. It's just shifted. It's just shifted. Because, hey, Flint, Michigan, yay. Yeah. And apparently Jackson. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 No. Oh. It is sad. I mean, it's sad what happened to all the families living in those communities, but I mean, it's... But I mean, it it, it it is part of, it kind of all ties into the corporate greed and, mm-hmm. you know, you have boom towns and then once the company moves on or the company collapses, there's nothing underneath it to support everything that's left. It's true. But that's, that's, that's not talking about the Shane Black movie. That is, no. that is not, that is not. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's, it's. wandered a field here. It's, you, we are wandering, but I mean, it is part but it's depressing yeah. and I don't like it. It is. How about that? It okay. is. It totally is. Move <laughs> on to the music. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let's <laughs> talk music. Let's talk Earth, Wind, and Fire, huh? <laughs> I did download the soundtrack last night. Oh, awesome. I just love it. And I probably have like three different versions, you know, three sets of one song on there. Definitely. I know I have at least two Pina Colada songs. <laughs> so, from Guardians of the Galaxy and this. Yeah. But yeah, I am a sucker for a 70s soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Well, what's on it? Get down on it. Cool oh, yeah. Boogie Oogie Oogie, mm-hmm. September, Earth, Wind, and Fire. Because, I mean, okay, that scene. That was, uh, yeah. That yeah. Was, really, was that really them? Was that just people that look like them? The, I, I know, right? At the party, I was like, okay, because there sure was a, looked like them. It was a big Hollywood party <laughs> uh-huh. where it was clearly meant to be the actual band, Earth, Wind, and Fire, were just right. playing at this party. <laughs> and they showed the band performing, and you're sitting there going, it can't be them, because... Right. It is aged. <laughs> it's th- and 80, 90, 40 years later. Yeah. Okay. If they're even still alive. Right. Is this computer imagery? Like sorcery? What is yeah. this? Like, well, and we've, we've seen how they can make Robert Downey Jr. young again yeah. now Crazy. in Civil War. Like, so you, there, you come out of the movie a little bit just going, what am I seeing? Right. Mm-hmm. It was magical. It was. But it's like, <laughs> it's worth the power. Right? Do you remember... One of the things I, just a quick tangent, one of the things I really enjoyed just uh, from a filmmaking standpoint, when they enter the auto show near the end with the the vintage uh, footage that slowly becomes the real footage. It's like, oh, that's kind of trippy. That's yeah, really kind of trippy. Was really, that was Shane Black just having a little, look at what I can do. Yeah, this is, this yes. is some fancy shit we can do now. Um, oh, wait, what else? So we got... Boogie Wonderland, Jive Talking, Rock and Roll All Night, Kiss. Yes. Yeah. Happiness. Is that what you said you saw, Al Green? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my word. Yeah. Lisa that, I like put my line. hands in the... <laughs> that <laughs> yes. was the closing credit song, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was good. Escape the Pina Colada song. A Horse with No Name. Ugh. I love America. What are you talking about? Ugh. I had a mixed tape growing up. <laughs> I had America, Europe, and Asia all right there together. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> No Berlin. No Berlin. No, no, no. Uh, they were covered in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a continent. 
<laughs> They're just like, you know, yeah, I love America. I do too. I right? do too. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I was on a, in a desert <laughs> with a horse. No name. The horse didn't have a name. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kiss, rock and roll. I mean, yeah. It was yeah, just, yeah, it was a really good. Soundtrack. With rock and roll all night came up. I'm like, oh my god, they got Kiss in here. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I love of you, course. Shane Black. Of course, of course. Well, because everybody for '70s will go to the funk and the disco. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I love that they threw that in there. It's like, yes, because the '70s were also a heyday for Kiss. Yeah, right? it, well, it, metal was coming up during yeah. that era, so that's when you got you know all these bands growing out of Led Zeppelin and and Black Sabbath and. Mm-hmm. And Kiss was huge, and suddenly you'd wind up in the metal years. And the hair metal. And the hair yeah. metal. I mean, let's be honest, where Kiss's trajectory goes, it goes oh, yeah, to glam go, rock glam and rock. hair metal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? That's where that... <laughs> uh, what else do we want to say about this film? Oh, let's see. Um, I, I you like know what we have? The big spoiler we haven't touched on, and I'm sorry. I Kim Basinger? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I really, okay, so big spoiler, Kim Basinger is the big bad, <laughs> which I kind of love. I mean, she's Amelia's mother. Well, first off, yeah. I just love that she showed up. I'm yeah. like, holy shit, that's right. perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and it's, it's it's a L.A. Confidential reunion. Look at this. Mm-hmm. Hooray. So and her assistant. Her assistant, black woman. Yeah. Which yes. is, and she's fantastic. She's terrific. And Ryan Gosling has got a very unsubtle crush on her. <laughs> so, he is very distracted by her. <laughs> I, I love that she's pointing gun at him, and he's going, how did you get your hair That hair, your hair is fantastic. You look so beautiful you look tonight. really great. It's like, dude, she's pointing a gun at you. I don't think, I think dating is off the table. I think dinner in a movie is off the table. And yet, when she got knocked out, he put a pillow under her head. Yeah. yeah. So sweet. Yeah. yeah. Just bless Do you really want to be, kill somebody? I've killed three people. <laughs> you're, not a, you're not a killer. Um, actually, she just said she is. Yeah, yeah. I feel like when you've killed three people, you mean... <laughs> like, like one is a mistake, but she's up to three now. Like, <laughs> two is a coincidence. Yeah. Three is a pattern. pattern. <laughs> I love that he keeps... Ryan Gosling keeps falling down. Oh. Yes. He's like, I found this body. Well, how did you get down here? Well, you fell down here, didn't you? You <laughs> fell down. Yeah. You fell down. Which was glorious. Yes. After the mermaid scene, because I'm like waiting for it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there, there he goes. goes. There he is. <laughs> Wait, what? You were in the pool? <laughs> I had to question the mermaid. And the way he says it, it achieves legitimacy. Right, yeah. If you did not see what he was actually doing, it would sound legitimate. I had to question the mermaid. <laughs> He won't pay for liquor, but man, you say free bar. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> uh, I do love how all oh, that was set up near the end because, you know, throughout the movie is established as kind of an unrepentant uh, alcoholic, but the fact that he instead uses it as a cover at the end, mm-hmm. because which is a lovely misdirection. Um, there, there are a lot of those points of misdirection with unpacking the tropes of the genre and uh you know one of the other favorite ones for me was you know when amelia um escapes on her own and then runs out in front of the car and oh. you know, asks for help and it happens to be john boy and, and it's there's it is a quick scene there's no lingering on it it's like bam she's dead that's the end of that character 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that character did not get away. That character yeah. does not get a glorious ending and get to be proven right. Nope. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. Boom, you're dead because you, you, you're dumb. Because you ran away. Because what yeah. were you thinking? I, I love... I mean, I mean, although, I mean, her reasoning for getting the hell out of there is perfectly reasonable. She's like, there are people coming to kill me. You aren't helping. Guys here trying to kill me. I'm running away. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, but yeah, bites her in the ass. Yeah. I love, but yeah. to go back to the falling down. So he falls down, okay, and then much later in the movie, I told you to go to go upstairs. How did you get down here? And he's like, if you fell down again. That's that's where he says, like, I I think I'm indestructible. <laughs> I can't die. She just runs out. Cover me. You know, like he just doesn't think. He's like, Cover me because I'm apparently indestructible. And what I love is that after that moment. Shane Black is smart to go for the third. Yeah. Because a lot of directors would have just been like, haha, wasn't that funny? He's smart to go for the third because after that, the series of falling that he can <laughs> do is a so really big fall. It's so and, and, and Richard Nixon is there. <laughs> it's like he comes to you and like, oh, my oh, 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 and the. <laughs> In the hallucination sequence. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just take your hands off the wheel. It'll drive itself. It'll drive and now it I'm too. like, okay, this is... <laughs> what? All cars do this. And then there's a talking bug. <laughs> and with a cigarette. Yeah, the, the killer bee in the back. I the can't fly. The air is too bad. All, all bees are taking car are driving. Car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a funny script. Oh, it's wonderful. It's fun. Did I dream that? <laughs> oh god, the ankle! Oh god, yes! Yes! What is that? Yes! Ankle piece. It, well, because you're. And the thing about that is, you're not sure at what point you went into the hallucination. Right. So you're like, well, of course he still got the gun. Oh, oh no, he didn't. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and that's a be- beautiful thing about it. Though, like, you might not even re- realize that was the scene that it was told to you. Here's Chekhov's gun, literally. It's <laughs> strapped to the ankle of Russell Crowe. And so your brain registers it as that comes in later, not realizing that it's part of that whole yeah, hallucination your sequence. Your brain so remember that there. he's got a gun because that'll help later. Oh, no, wait. He was hallucinating. So he... <laughs> <laughs> and he's just patting at him. And and then, like, Paul, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> what, are you do- what is he doing? I don't even know. <laughs> Coffee owner, yes. <laughs> which ended up working in the you know, yes. but the downfall is that somebody's heels are down. <laughs> Why did you throw a cold coffee on me? I thought I, I found coffee. it in the hall, I thought it'd be hot. <laughs> I love mean, great little scene she had, like yes. uh, like the ballet parking scene. I, I can't park that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Okay. I can't park that. I can't park that. It's got a person in the trunk. <laughs> and then he does. He opens it up and closes it again. <laughs> well, shit. Fine. I'll put her in a cab. <laughs> oh, the girl that was in your trunk, she got in that car. <sighs> oh, God. <laughs> yes, the oh. cars were amazing. <laughs> I oh, love how they got rid of the body. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I know it's so quick. Well, okay, it's like, and it takes a second. You realize, okay, that's like staggered, like terrace down the hill. Because like when they throw it over, yeah, it's like a good, you know, couple beats before. 
boom, and it's on that table, and you're like, <laughs> and just run. <laughs> there are a lot of splats in this movie. Yeah. Oh, the good that splat. satisfying splat. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you never get to see a splat like that. No. They always have them, like, fall on a, land on a car to where there's a little bit of a give so you don't get the splatter. Yeah. So I was actually really appreciating, like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the, oh, God. The, uh, Emilio landing right on the car when they were like, okay, uh, we, uh, we got to go in and save her. No, 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 no. We got to get out of here. Boom. There she is. <laughs> on the, the 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 roof of their car, but that whole scene leading up to it, with them going into the bar, learning where the <laughs> oh, bad guys are, they go up to it. She's it's like, gonna be getting killed. We should go nope. help her, or we could just leave. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're the elevator running down. <laughs> they go, ah! <laughs> out the window. Oh God. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh I, I liked that moment. It was very Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yeah. Because any other movie would have had them get involved in that firefight. Yeah. yeah. Right. And instead, they just peek their head in yep. to see the fringes of the firefight. Mm-hmm. They never even see the like the actual action happening. And then they just... Two silent shots, and we're back in. And, yep. and, <laughs> oh, and oh, look, a body falling. <laughs> and we're going to get back in our car. <laughs> we would like to continue to be Rosencrantz and Guildenstern <laughs> and not be the prince who is killing himself, apparently. Yeah, we'll be back for <laughs> Good times. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, I think we've covered all the the big points. So um, we've we've been running for about fifty minutes. So. Okay. So we should talk so, about yeah. New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So yeah. uh, we should wrap up. Dear listeners, go see Nice Guys. Yeah. yeah. If you yes. haven't yet, because if you haven't yet, I'm very sorry for spoiling the entire goddamn movie. But you should have listened to us, <laughs> honestly. So Nice Guys, very much fun. We loved it. Yes. 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 It was. It was Thank fun. God for Shane Black. Yes. Please spend money on the movie so Shane Black can make more movies. All right, so ladies, we've been in New Orleans. New Orleans. Now for two full days. Two full days. We've been enjoying it very much. I've been here before. Wendy has never been here before. I came once for one day when I was like 16 or something. That doesn't count. No. I might have been 18. (laughs) But it still doesn't count. I was with my mom. I was with my brother. We drove over. We were here for a few hours. We drove away. We did not have beignets. I clearly did not have any alcohol. Like, we went through a couple of shops. That's about all we did. Mm -hmm. And, like, oh, my God, there's so many awesome things here. Yes. That's like, you know, spending time in Las Vegas in the 1980s when you're 10 years old, which is what I did. It's kind of boring. Yeah, it's really boring. But but, you don't have to drink to have fun in New Orleans, but I don't know why you would come here if you weren't going to at least be okay with drinking well the thing is even if you're dry um the the food here is extraordinary if you ingest food i think Mm -hmm. this is a very worthwhile place to be yeah but if you i I think i was trying to head towards like if you are annoyed with drinking or oh yeah drinking around you yeah like why would you oh yeah if you're judgmental about drinking in any way but uh, oh, yeah. people oh, why are you straight. listening to this podcast first of all but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair point fair point <laughs> but but yeah the, the food here is extraordinary yes I, it's this the best is, place in the world to eat yeah it really is That's I have wonderful. never had so much more fun eating and eating and eating yes. than in New Orleans the I love first this thing we went and got was beignets of course, at Café du Monde, which is, you know, where the you place. get them. Although I know there are other places, and there are the places where the locals go, and maybe they're even better, but I have no complaints about the Café du Monde beignets, yeah. and they are 
right there. Mm-hmm. And they're they're cheap and they're twenty four hours. Yes. 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 <laughs> and they're covered, covered in powdered sugar, <laughs> like an inch thick. We've already been there twice, dear listeners. Yes, it was so good. Yeah, but he's like, "Is it time for beignets yet?" <laughs> we could have guys. It's it's afternoon snack time. We could have more beignets, <laughs> guys. Guys, Melissa's like, "I don't need any," and I'm like, "I do." <laughs> yeah, uh, no judgment. It, I, I was just in a space where my body was going. No, I don't. I don't want sugar right now. Dear God, lady. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so we had beignets, we went to the museum. We, yeah. what, you, you got did your the planner. Museum. You got your planner, Jessica. Oh, we got a little diary yesterday. But that like is the most Friday, adorable little thing. So, um, we went to the French Quarter and uh-huh. walked all around Bourbon mm-hmm. Street and everything. Yes, we did. We went did. to Jackson Square and went mm-hmm. to the museum. Mm-hmm. So, Katrina exhibit, which mm-hmm. was very depressing, but then saw the Mardi Gras exhibit. Yes, which fabulous outfit. Oh my costumes and crowns god. and scepters. Oh my and god, the bling display. Yeah. There was a bling display, <sighs> listeners, of just all their crown scepters, girdles, earrings, bracelets, <laughs> necklace, jaw. Dear listeners, taking Wendy to a costuming museum <laughs> is one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Because yeah. that was a delight. I mean, yes. I've seen that stuff before because last time I was here, I also went through that same museum and it's like, this, this <laughs> shit is cool. Yeah, my eyes were so big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wendy, Wendy was like, Wendy, look over here. And she's like, <gasps> <gasps> guys, come in this room with the sparklies. There's so many of them. The, that headdress is as tall as she is. It's yeah. amazing. Well, There's there so many no feathers. There's one headdress that was big. And then I finally realized because the background didn't do it any favors. Mm-hmm. The background was dark. And there's another like 18 inches all the way around it of feathers, dark feathers. And once I realized that, I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) What what do you do when you're wearing that? Besides, you know, become God. (laughs) Look at me. Look at my, look at my fabulous headdress feather thing. I want one so bad. It would weigh as much as you. You need harnesses to to wear it. Oh yeah. Like I would really. Your posture would mean a lot. I mean, I, I would love for somebody to do a display there that shows you the like there were some that hinted at like how they do the building of like the headdresses from behind but i would really love to see like what goes into the actual harness that they are there there is definitely a harness there on the shoulders taking the weight down like any good backpack down onto Mm -hmm. your waist and Mm -hmm. and supporting it all the way around you like Yes, the feathers and the blink, but also could you strip that away or is there a diagram somewhere mm-hmm. or can I touch it? <laughs> can I just touch it? Yes. <laughs> and we were drinking. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, we had a hand grenade. Yes. Uh, well, let's see. We started at the Boondock Saint Bar, which yep. was a perfect start. Um, Be- okay. The bar is literally called Boondock Saint, and it, and it's like a little local dive bar. Mm-hmm. Like the locals seem mm-hmm. to go there, and it's just tiny. But they mm-hmm. they yes, we're playing the movie on a loop in the bar, yes, which is they were. which I appreciate. Yes. So we got to see uh, Willem Dafoe and drag. So I thought that was a very fitting start. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're absent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we get and yes, after that we went to the absinthe bar. I'd never mm-hmm. had absinthe, so we had absinthe, and that was a thing. Yeah. yeah, Wendy had never had absinthe, so we we fixed that. And yeah, then, I've never had it, so I just 
took a sip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very it, licorice. You know, yeah. I don't like black licorice. You're not going to like not that. Right. But if you do like black licorice, absinthe is, is a really good I hot agree. day drink because... No, it was refreshing. Yeah, because it, it's it's got the clean taste like mint, like mint does, so it doesn't linger. It, but also uh, the way you prepare absinthe, you know, you drip ice cold water through the... the um, the, the sugar cube and all that fun stuff and it luches so it, it makes that lovely white milky color so it's nice and cold mm-hmm. and um, even though absinthe is insanely alcoholic uh, watering it down a little bit and making it not quite as thick is just a you know very nice cold mm-hmm. cool flavorful but not lingering summer drink yeah. yeah okay so I feel like Friday was pretty you know, getting our bearings and yeah, yeah. we're we're staying in the Faubourg Marigny. 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 Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I have to learn how to pronounce these the the Nolens way, not how, how they would be actually pronounced in French. Because I took French, not that I know a lot of French, but I I like go to well that should be Marigny. No, it's Marigny. Okay, and like we're on. Chartres, as in Chartres Cathedral in France. Oh, no, that's Charters, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which I just am enjoying saying repeatedly. Guys, <laughs> yeah. we're on Charters. Mm-hmm. So we yeah. are literally blocks from the French Quarter. Like two two blocks away from the, like the start of Frenchman Street. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we can just like wind our way. Boom, we're in the French Quarter. The the guest house we're staying at, we should, we should recommend this yes. place. Oh. If you come to New Orleans and you're just a couple people, there is a guest house here. Um, on Marigny Street, six, the 612 Marigny Street is called Crescent City Guest House. Uh, it's, it's run by a couple. There's four rooms here. They're delightful. Free, f- they, they've got a refrigerators in the common room that is just stocked with like bagels and juice and milk and stuff, and it's all for the taking. So, you know, basically. It's amazing f- all the little free breakfast. Yeah. yeah. Sunscreen and insect repellent. Right. Yep. The foot massager. <laughs> the the, the foot electric, massager. electric foot massager. There, there's a umbrella stand full of umbrellas. So when it's mm-hmm. raining, you just grab an umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is adorable and delightful and i this is the second time i've stayed here and i love staying here this is wonderful. yeah i mean it's comfortable it's adorable it's friendly and it's walking distance yeah. mm-hmm. and you can even park your car off the street yeah yes. and in linen matter sweethearts they're wonderful to work with it's not expensive at all no mm-hmm. um right now what it's like, you're getting no oh yeah yeah it's like 120 a night and it is just wonderful so they've got two uh, two rooms with two beds and two with single beds and and a common room and a common so room. So you could be sharing the common room with other people. Nobody's yep. here this weekend, but we except we, us, which is also awesome. We would adopt them. Let's yes. be honest. Oh yeah. So Friday yeah. night we got a little tired earlier in the evening and it was a little rainy, but we kept missing the rain. Yeah, yes. pretty, oh, that was pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah. And so we wandered over and we found the wine shop, Grand Cru Wine Shop, which is a block from here, and extraordinary selection of wines. It's a tiny place. But the wines they have are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And Just they have a dog. Amazing. Deuce. And and Deuce the dog. Uh, <laughs> so love the dog. Okay, so there's this pug, this fat, fat, very calm pug sitting in a leather chair. Like, like holding like a, a person. Heart, like, I mean, he's like, and he's like, just, you know, like, hey, you know, <laughs> you walk in the door, he's like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so and we bought a bottle, a couple of bottles of wine, came back here. We were going to sit outside, but it was raining, so we just sat in the common room. And relaxed, and that was Friday. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then Saturday we got a 
and we did the cemetery tour. That's uh, what we did. Yes, a St. Louis yeah. Cemetery number one, which is where um, it borders on Storyville, where it's you know where a lot of the the famous people of old New Orleans are buried. So uh, yeah, Murray Laveau is pl- yeah. buried there. Um, the Nicholas Cage might <laughs> might be buried there. there. He has a spot reserved. <laughs> yeah, there there's a there's a. <laughs> Enormous, <laughs> ugly pyramid tomb, and I have even nothing to do. It, 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 it is sort of place. He wasn't even in in, in the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What offended me about that wasn't that he built it. It was when you hear that he's got tombs all over the place. Yeah. Like, so wait, you you took a spot here in New Orleans in this prime real estate uh-huh. that people would love to get because they live here and, and are a part of this community. And yeah. you took a spot here just in case, maybe? Yeah. Eh, it seems a little douchey. Yeah. 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 But, we, but that was very hot. So yeah. we went, Terry the tour guide. Terry the tour guide was amazing. And yeah. we were like, Terry, we want to have lunch. He said, go to Napoleon House. So we did. And yeah. that was very good. Oh, yeah. And oh, amazing. boy. You got some. You had muffaletta. Yes, that was the muffaletta. It was very good. Oh, good. and the bread pudding. pudding. The rhythm yes. was really good. Yeah. Mm. The bread pudding was good. It was not. It didn't blow me away. The cocktails they were fantastic. Yeah. I had a sazerac. That was good. I had a ginger pims julep, and that was a thing of glory. I think mm. I need a pims. Yeah, I think Today. you do. I think yeah, you do. I think you do. Uh, my, my cocktails have been a little disappointing because I got pirate punch and it tasted like a melted lifesaver. Ooh. Oh, it was it was not good. Yeah, when, when you got our hand grenade and you got your shark attack, I got my shark attack. <laughs> well. But there's oh, a I promise of a tiki bar today, so yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, our our friend uh, Michael Waltz, who is um, uh, the gentleman who makes absinthe, um, <laughs> mentioned in an earlier episode, he told us you should go here, and I'm like, sir, yes, sir, because when he says you should go to this bar, it's like, yes, sir, Michael. Yes, yes, you, we you will know go. your stuff. We will yeah. heartily listen to your recommendation. Yeah. I forgot to mention that I started today yesterday because we we needed to kill time before oh, yeah. our walking tour. We're like, oh, we, we're a little early. We can kill time. Oh, let's oh. duck into the gay bar. Yeah, the corner pocket, yeah. The, the corner, corner pocket. pocket with the delightful chatty yes. bartender who's lovely. And I'm like, well, I'll have a drink to start the day. Yes, it's only eleven o'clock, but you know, do you have a cider? No. Yeah, oh. this is a gay bar that only had Miller Lite on tap, which is like, oh, I worry about you. But yeah, <laughs> so I, I, you know what? I just started the day at eleven o'clock with a shot of whiskey. But like, Lisa Rocker and Jessica were happy because they had Coke in little bottles. Yes. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> a glass bottle Coke, adorable. Oh. Mm-hmm. So that's how I started my day. I was like, you know what? I'm in New Orleans. Nobody's going to judge me for starting my day at eleven with whiskey. Yeah. 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 But then later in the day, I wanted a. Slushy alcoholic drink. Oh, I, oh, and we read the streetcar back. We yes. read the streetcar. We saw the river. We, I, I did see the river. I'm like, because and a riverboat. And a river. It is so easy to not see the river when you're in this town. <laughs> yeah, because there's crazy. a berm. You know, yeah, we don't like the river. We well, you shouldn't. The river's done a lot of damage. Yeah, the, the river um, will murder you apparently. And so then we went on. Oh, and so oh, we got the kind of the Bourbon Street experience last night. We yeah. did. Yeah. So I got my frozen hand grenade, mm-hmm. and Melissa got her shark attack, mm-hmm. and Lisa got her pirate, pi- punch. pirate punch, pirate which punch. was very dis- oh, I, I might have to- cashed. 
You geocached. Yes. My first ever geocached. <laughs> yeah. It was so much fun. Oh, yeah. word. It was like, I think it's in that drain pipe. I think it's over there. I think when he's like all stealthy and everything, and she got it. We signed, we signed our names. We left a piece of my hair ribbon. Mm-hmm. It was glorious. Yeah, we were, we were sitting at Cafe du Monde uh, yes. midday, and I was going, because huh, I'm a geocacher, and I haven't done a whole lot in the last couple of years, but um, I went, I wonder if there's, I bet there's geocaches hidden around yes. town. This would be awesome. And so I check and I go, oh, there's one right next to the uh, city museum, the, mm-hmm. the, the pirate alley, which goes in between the museum and the big church right off the square. And, and it's like frozen cafe Olay. I was hyped up uh, with sugar and caffeine. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so the other three uh, had <laughs> never done geocaching before. So it's like, you know, I had to brief them. It's like, okay, so guys, you know, we, we have to look inconspicuous. We can't let on to the other people around who don't geocache that there's something hidden here. You know, this is, mm-hmm. it's, it's gotta be like a snatch and grab. And so Wendy, you know, cool as a cucumber wanders over there and like, you know, just, mm-hmm. you know, grabs the thing out of the green pipe. <laughs> and, oh, and something's wrong with my shoe. Look what I found. Oh. Yes. Bending down to tie your shoelaces on your Velcro strap shoes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. And, and so, yeah, the little, uh, Look casual. <laughs> you know, a little, little box and um, smaller than a deck of cards. There were a little tr- couple little trinkets in there and the little sign-in sheet. So we all signed the sign-in sheet. Mm-hmm. It was very fun. Yeah. We got a poem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was a poem about geocaches. About geocaches. <laughs> and there was, many. <laughs> there was a man who was like, I will write a custom poem for you. And he had, and he did it like in ink with a quill mm-hmm. and, and a wax seal and a wax seal <gasps> that he embossed and like it was it's just lovely and he, and you give him a topic and we're like geocaching and beignets and he's like bless his heart <laughs> and he's like huh talk uh, talk to me a little bit more about this <laughs> what, what, what's a geocache there's a geocaching here. Where, where is it? And it's like, we're not going to tell you. And, well, well it's, okay, it's in that direction. <laughs> it's over there, and it's not very far. Um, and, like, Benye. And then he was like, remind me, how do you spell Benye? <laughs> it was so cute. And uh, it took, like, is how you 10 minutes. And because I had seen him on Friday. And, and you can stand over him. Yeah, I didn't yeah. want to. Like, you yeah. just, what are you writing? <laughs> so... We'd spotted him on Friday, but we were like, no, drink first. But then we got distracted and never went back. And I'm like, I still would like to get that poem. And so we get done with geocaching and we're on our way to go get a frozen drink. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's here he is. Frozen drink can wait. We get the poem. It's lovely. Um, I'm very pleased with it. And then we go and get our frozen drinks. Mm-hmm. And then multiple parades. We see like a bachelor yep. party parade, a family mm-hmm. reunion parade, parade, the wedding parade. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everybody's got a parade. Oh, yeah. With the bands. And, All the party buses. And, mm-hmm. you know, people are already, it's already getting, it's only like seven o'clock yeah. on Bourbon Street on Saturday night. And it's already getting crazy. Mm-hmm. We decided to try to find another geocache, which we it cannot, didn't go well. We Fail. cannot find it on the little geocache. It's like, it's really obvious and easy no, to spot. No, what it says yes. is, if, it's, if you walk by and it's not obvious to you where it is, come back another time because it is a super public place. So yes. it has to be like... If you don't see where Mill and Brown brings it to yeah. everyone's attention. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> but, but yeah. it's like, no, you're misinterpreting. I'm like, I still feel like he's telling us we're dumb that we can't no, find it. it. 
but I, I mean, he's he did give a ton of clues. But anyway, I mean, we wanted. To, I, mean, we I, I am I am gently poking Melissa about this. If that wasn't clear, because Melissa is right, that is what his intent is. Yeah. But I'm just like, how can we not find this? I don't. Well, know the, the micro micro caches are sometimes very infuriating. But anyway, anyway, so we wandered on from there. We we came back found, to the room. Yeah, we came back to the room, dropped, dropped off my home. shark, and in uh, the in the, in the hand Jessica grenade. was in charge of the poem because I yeah. had a hand grenade. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then we um, found some. We wandered around on Frenchman Street. We found like a little artist uh, set up, you know, with a oh, bunch yeah. of tables, and that was fun. And we finally got into an itty bitty tiny eleven table Italian restaurant. That I with mean, Creole yes. Italian, Creole Italian, so good. So yes, yeah. everything from scratch. Made his own yeah. pasta. I yeah. mean, just yeah. We didn't get gross. in. We didn't get in for dinner until just about like. 10, 10, 10, 10 yeah. 15. And it it was just a And we were the last thing. table for that waitress. Yeah. Were closing down. And still so people good. coming up the stairs looking. Yeah. So hopeful. So yeah. Hopeful. yeah. What, what, Alfredo's? Alfred's? Adolfo's. 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 I knew it. And while Melissa had put our name in, we wandered down. We saw this, like, eight eight horns? Ten? Yeah. yeah. Like this band playing on the corner and everybody's dancing in the street and the poor people trying to drive. Why do you even try to drive on a Saturday night in this district? Yeah. Trying to drive through and they were just killing it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The, the bands that play on Frenchman Street are just amazing. Or how about the, the funk band that was yeah. at Vaso? Yes. <laughs> every, every time I walk past I think it's Vaso on uh, Frenchman Street... Every time I've walked by that place, the place has just been rocking. Whoever's been playing there is just uh, well, amazing. So we're, we decided to just yeah. stand outside the, the window, window. Yeah. Where, which is right next to the stage, so we can see the band playing. Yeah, we there's can also an, see, in the we audience. Can hear it. We can also see the, the uh, White audience <laughs> dancing yeah. in front of them and just... We were being a little snarky, but we can hear them clear as day, but still talk to each other. It's not too mm-hmm. loud. It's not too hot and crowded. We're grooving a little bit. And, and they come outside. And yeah. the, the, the guitarist. The lead guitar comes outside because he had a, a wireless uh-huh. uh, hookup. And he, he's like playing right behind us on the street. <laughs> and and you three don't even notice it. I'm like, dude, look oh, behind you. Look behind you. He's right there. He's right there. We're like, Jesus. <laughs> how, is, how is he out here when he's playing with them in there? Yeah, because because we were the the big plate glass windows right behind the band, so they can turn around and look at us. Mm-hmm. And so you know the the lead singer was like playing towards us a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, it was just fun. Good times. Yeah, sent out the tip jar. Yeah, sent out the tip jar, and we tip. Oh yeah, happily. Uh, yeah, the last time I was here, there uh, I was telling Wendy. I don't know if you guys heard, but. Um, last time I was here, there was like a 20 person brass band in there wow, rocking the place wow. last time I was here. And it was like a wall of sound coming out. Well, like it was that. incredible. But those guys were great too, mm-hmm. which was really funny because they were doing, um, like covers of Steve Miller band and, <laughs> and stuff. And, and so all the white boys in the, in the place are like, yeah. And then they go into this great funk music and they're, the white boys are like, what do we do? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I can bob. I, uh, well, just kind of bob. Um, that, <laughs> I don't recognize the song, but I still like okay, you. <laughs> I, 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 okay. Uh, <laughs> the confusion was palpable. It was great. Yes. <laughs> we were telling Wendy she had to go in there and give dancing lessons for the funk and, <laughs> it was uh, kind of like the girl eating her first crawfish at dinner. Oh, my oh God, yes! <laughs> the okay. flicking of the finger. Like, every time she'd get something, she'd flick her finger to get it off the thing. And, like, it's like nobody told her that she was going to be eating a mud bug. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so crawfish, crawfish. Uh, so we're at the Italian restaurant. There's the, the table right next to us. The, the little dainty woman, uh, young, like not. Yeah. She was like in her twenties. Yeah, yeah, early twenties. But she she got big plates of of craw, crawfish, and so they're there they are, New Orleans style. Oh. They're they're whole. Head and everything, and antenna. Two, two waitresses no, come out. But before two. that even happens, because yes. Jessica calls our attention to it, Jessica's like, look at this poor girl over here. Bless her heart. <laughs> look at this poor girl over here. I think that is the first time she's ever seen a crawfish. She's holding that like, looking like, at it. It took her a while to just pick one up. Right. And then the waitress had to come over. It like it's going to move. And she, yeah. and she can tell she's like, I saw her playing with the legs. Like, what are those? Those are legs. Oh, oh my god. Yes. Yeah. So just comes over and tells her how to like snap off the head, yeah. suck the head, uh-huh. remove the outer shell. And I was kind of stuck. And then I didn't look at that point because I was like, I don't want to see her face when she, she told her to suck the head. Yeah. <laughs> like, but and I don't ever think she did. I never yeah. saw her suck a head. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Her peeling it, she'd peel something and like flick it off of her finger. Whatever. There is not a lot yeah. of meat in a crawfish, and you're supposed to so suck much the tail. Well, well, they're because they're you not, don't want to try to peel them. You just want to get the meat. Well, yeah, and I mean, there's 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 a method to it. I yes. mean, the, the the it's a lot of work it's for the, a little meat. It's the pinch the tail, suck the head, and you see mm-hmm. it on T-shirts around town. But you you kind of crack them in half so the the thorax comes off and the tail comes up and when you do that the the meat kind of separates from the shell Mm -hmm. and you pinch the tail a little bit which uh releases the meat from the very end of the tail and then you can just Mm -hmm. out comes all the meat but and so it's super easy. She's like actually peeling once it. Once you get the method, and so trying to get all the little like bits, the tiniest little lobster in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, and it's like just just be brutal with it. Just <laughs> and she was she was like so frustrated and disgusted, and then she take have this little tiny bit bit of meat and put it in her mouth. And be like, well, that was nice. <laughs> yes. And then she pick up another one and just. <laughs> I it was, wow! I kept having to like look and then just look away, like look away. Don't watch that poor girl. That is not the meal she wanted. <laughs> However, the meal I got was the meal I wanted. Oh, oh god! Was, yeah. yeah, the food oh, that was all we had. The I, linguine with marinara. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was, I know, right? That was the best thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even really like marinara, but that was so right. good. Mm-hmm. It yes. was spicy, yes. and it was tiny little garlic bread. Yeah, uh, the t- it just melted in your mouth. Melt just what? Ooh, it gone. <laughs> the 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 main course I had last night was just unreal. It was like a veal cutlet with the ocean sauce over it, and. Half of it was covered in crawdads and uh, uh, shrimp, and the other half was like crab meat and capers yeah. with. The girl said they are none for their and ocean sauce. It was, it was good, unreal. I could have just eaten the ocean sauce. Oh my god, it was so well. Good. The ocean sauce included all that meat. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> appetizer on top oh, of your Lord. meat. For those of us who don't eat seafood, yeah, yeah, chicken parm. That that, that looked really good. I too. got steak manny. Oh, it was. Um, it a this rum, rum pepper burnt sauce that yeah. was almost chocolatey and yeah. it had spice and heat and like oh it was yeah. damn unreal so Adolfo's guys the cake so good. Oh. and then the chocolate was cake yeah the chocolate was cake. <laughs> cake. Uh-huh. It came, she put it at, we're like oh yes we want that she brings it we're all just kind of we honest to God kind of stare for a moment of like 
What? <laughs> what is this magic? What? I was so full, I was sneezing, but I was bound and determined I was eating that tiramisu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jessica we, we sneezes when she gets full. <laughs> this was really entertaining. This is not as entertaining as the, the woman with the crawdads, but. <laughs> Jessica's <laughs> got her napkin over her mouth and she's just sneezing. Waiting for it. Sneezing. So, oh, Jessica, are you full? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the first time it's happened the trip. You'd think it would have happened before last night. but Yeah, we've been eating extraordinary amounts. It's really good. Oh, so good. But we're not eating all day long. Right. Yeah. And, and we're walking a lot. So oh, we're yeah. like having walking a two lot. big meals a Listen, day. Listen, Rucker hit 18,000 steps. Mm-hmm. What the heck? And we're walking just as much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, my eye watch is like fifteen thousand. Well, I had yeah, an extra I got fifteen thousand yesterday. So where did you get those extra three thousand steps? In her freaking yeah, sleep. I would have. I would have <laughs> well, out that I probably have three thousand more because true. her legs are short. I was at work Thursday night. Oh, true. So I worked almost eight hours before I left. But so, no, last night. But yesterday you had three thousand more than I did. Did I really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You said eighteen thousand, I only got fifteen. Eighteen thousand two hundred and four is what you said. Yeah. Right at midnight. Before yeah. it switched over. Oh that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Eighteen thousand two hundred. Well then again you were wandering around that art market true. while I was uh, hanging out in the bar. So <laughs> I was wandering with her. I that's true. That's true. That's true. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she just stands Science. in place and just moves her little <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Like she's just treading water. Pitter-pat, 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 pitter-pat. I'm getting my steps. Uh, <laughs> getting my steps. So today on the docket, we've got lots of possibilities. We'll see what we end up doing. We've got maybe the Garden District. We've got probably a ghost walking tour. We've got definitely more alcohol. Um, beignets. And um, <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> more food. Yeah. What what else was there? There yeah, was maybe the ticket bar. Oh, the tea bar. Mm-hmm. Tea bar. We still have a ticket to a museum if we want to sit, do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and we could even do that so quicker. So many possibilities. We could even yeah. do the museum quicker than we did. Like, I do not need to be as in-depth. We could do a flyby and just be like, holy shit. <laughs> off we go. I need that crown. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. The crowns. I would just wear it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Mm, and the one with the earpieces. Yeah, the, the earpieces are pretty amazing. And okay. I, I do want to call out, the we mentioned it briefly, you should, if you come to New Orleans, definitely go to the museum and see the Katrina exhibit because it is profound. Oh, yes. And yes. it is important, it is important to just be aware of all the different ways that we failed each other mm-hmm. with that one. Just Yeah, the, the, the Katrina Museum is and it's Boom. really well done. It's really well done. Mm-hmm. So, but now we're going to go eat food and drink booze. We're going to unleash ourselves on the city. Indeed, yes. we are. So, now that we've talked almost as long about New Orleans as we have about the movie. Uh, I know. Uh, oh, we need to have to make recommendations. Well, we just did, I think. Okay. okay. Um, well, just real quick. What's your favorite thing? Beignet. Beignets? Geocaching. Lisa? Beignet. I think that veal thing I ate. Yeah. Yeah. Adolfo's. Yeah. Right Hole yeah. in the wall is the best. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, it was just a small little place up a staircase. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and my second favorite thing would be this guest house. Like, yeah. Yes. This, this is actually the yes. best thing. Yeah. Right. This is the best thing. Like, I love how close we are. I love that we are in a local neighborhood. I We're not like buried in some super yeah. eight somewhere. We are... Um, immersed. It's talking about amenities. Like, I went to look for an extra roll of toilet paper. I opened a drawer. Female things. Yeah. It's like, look at there. Look mm-hmm. at that. I mean, I'm telling you, just every little possibility. 
mm-hmm. covered. <laughs> it was when we found the foot massager. I'm like, I was like, I, what is that under the table over there? That <laughs> is like some next level shit. That's yeah. like, you yeah. thought of a foot. Oh my God. Yes. I love you guys. Oh. I was finding all kinds of ways. Like, oh, can I put my legs on it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I sit like this. Yes. Yeah. Can it be a calf massager? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay. so right. we got it. We got it. So uh, thank oh, you so for having us on here. Thank you. Oh, okay. Thank you, ladies. Yes, thank and now you. our listeners have finally met Jessica and Lisa. You're Lisa our, Rucker. You're our Lisa, Rucker. Lisa Rucker. Lisa Rucker. Lisa Rucker. Our true Southern accents. I know when he tries to mimic. I cannot. Y'all. You sound so great. <laughs> you know, but I'm not mocking you. I just want to sound well, like you. I know. Well, well Sweetie does live in Texas now, so she has to cultivate her accent. Well, it's totally different. It is. No, it I is, do understand that. I can hear the difference, too. Oh, believe me. When we go to California, everybody's like, where are you from? I'm almost disappointed to say Mississippi, you know, but, <laughs> but you know, there's like, there's a, one guy was like, are you from Ireland? I was like, bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs> now, Je- Jessica, have you talked to your mama yet today? I haven't yet talked to my mama today. I did. I texted her last night when I got in, but <laughs> I'm sure she's, um, at, she's just getting out of church. So <laughs> I'm sure the call will be forthcoming. <laughs> and, and and just for the record, I think we will call this episode "Bless Your Heart." <laughs> so, so, dear listeners, thank you for joining us on our New Orleans adventures and for our love of Shane Black. So, yes. go watch more Saint Shane Black movies. Uh, I've been Melissa. We've been joined by Wendy, <laughs> Wendy, hello, Wendy, bye. and Lisa, and Jessica, and we love you all. Bye. bye. Bless your heart. <laughs> <laughs>